Welcome back to another episode of Four Down Territory. My name is Miles. I'm with my co-host Sam. Uh, this week we did have one game of football, but it was an abysmal Pro Bowl, and we will not be talking about how bad that was. There's not week. much to say about <laughs> it, is there? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but we do have our Super Bowl predictions this week, and we also have a roundup of our terrible predictions that we made at the start of the year. So we're going to have a little laugh at what we said. But before all that, let's dive into our stat of the week this week. Go for it, Sam. Okay, I'm looking at Rams running back uh, Kyron Williams. He became the first player in NFL history to finish top three in rushing yards despite missing five games, which I think is a real yeah. testament to that you guy. In the way he had he, that massive break in the exactly, season. yeah. I mean, he was. I feel like he was leading the league or one in you know in the top five for a, for a while during yeah. the season, even with those injuries. And I think it just shows how efficient he was as a runner. He was always averaging like good numbers, and uh, yeah, impressive. Uh, Year for I feel like he finished top three for rushing yards, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, That's which is crazy considering the amount of time that he missed. And he shows how important he is to that Rams offense. Uh, that's, uh, that's actually a crazy stat. You kind of forget that he did, did miss that time. Yeah, uh, my one is based on the two Super Bowl teams, but more importantly, the two Super Bowl quarterbacks. Uh, I want to talk about the money that they're both earning. So, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes got paid uh, $53,000 per pass attempted this season. To put that in perspective, Brock Purdy got paid $49,000 per game this wow. season. <laughs> Just uh. the difference in the contracts that they're, <laughs> that they're both earning. It's kind of crazy how much money they're paying Mahomes, but also the amazing deal that the 49ers have Brock Purdy it, on. It's no wonder they're able to build this roster because you know your quarterback's always your most expensive position. And if you're able to get him for change then you're going to be putting all that money elsewhere. And I think it begs the question, you know, does he does he want an extension next season? Does he feel like he's being a bit hard done by by this deal? I mean, the 49ers would be reluctant to give him that yeah. deal considering the amount of contracts they've got for other players. Oh, 100%. But if I'm Purdy, I want, you know, I've led my team is to Is it a like a holdout ball. situation? The thing is, he's not uh, an unrestricted free agent. He is restricted to that team. Yeah because of him being that late round pick. So he kind of doesn't have any leverage. So the yeah. 49ers have hold of him for them four years. And then um, he, he, yeah, he's <laughs> he's got to wait out this contract and then we'll get what will be probably a 40, $50 million deal. If saying that, in what will it be? Two years time. Could be even we'll probably more. 60 million. We're yeah, talking. Yeah. It's going to be crazy money. Anyway, this week me and Miles went back and looked at our very first episode that we did. How many weeks ago? A long time ago now. A long time ago. Um, and to see, you know, what we predicted for the season, we did some award predictions, playoff predictions, uh, ones to watch, which we'll get into. Um, <laughs> but we're going to go back and basically just see what we said back then and uh, how right and wrong we were. This is going to be brilliant. I'm looking forward to this. I went quite outlandish with some of my picks. Yeah, and it made me feel really boring going back at it, but also <laughs> like seeing some of the playoff teams we talked about and also the way... We uh we like talked down on some of the other teams that ended up actually playing pretty well. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to talking about them guys as well. Right, let's do this. We start with MVP. Yeah. <laughs> so your MVP pick was Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, there was a span where he won five on the bounce. Yeah. And he made it to top five in the MVP voting. And then it all went downhill from there. <laughs> they I, didn't win in like the last six games. The thing is, is like we we acknowledged it was quite an outlandish cl like guess for an MVP yeah. but it was not necessarily like a bad choice yeah a think. guy coming into his what third year of his career mm -hmm. second year of career is his career yeah it's third, third or fourth year. Isn't yeah it? third yeah. year um you know having 
a head coach that's offensive minded. He's going to have this time to develop uh, uh, and play a lot better football, especially with Calvin Ridley. Yeah, exactly. Because obviously at the start of the year, we were looking we at Cal- we were looking at that preseason tape, yeah. thinking this guy's going to be unreal. So I bought into that big time. And yeah. I've always loved Trevor Lawrence. I thought he's a brilliant player. I really liked him when he came out of college. He was kind of touted to be the next Peyton Manning. You know, he was that caliber type of player. Um, but it just hasn't paid out so far for the Jags and, yeah. and Trevor Lawrence. But I still think he'll come good. Uh, obviously not to the MVP level that I expected not this yet, season. Anyway. Not yet anyway. Yeah. But he definitely can be in that conversation in the future. Um, I do feel like in the future, the Jags will... Or, or this offseason, they'll invest heavily in the weapons that he has. Obviously, he's got Evan Engram. He'll, he's got Christian Kirk on that deal. But uh, this week, I've seen rumours of T. Higgins being their guy that they want in the offseason. And to have that Clemson link-up between Trevor Lawrence and, and T. Higgins, I think that's going to be special. Uh, and I think that's what he needs. He needs that number one wide receiver that he can just rely on. And T. Higgins is great at that, them jump balls. And, and when he is one and one he's a real threat. So... Yeah, the, this this year's pictures wasn't it for me, <laughs> MVP. But in the future, it could come good. Yeah, I liked I, I liked it. I think at the start of the year, there was a lot of hype over the Jags and yeah. especially Trevor Lawrence. Really, I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll get onto my coach of the year prediction later. But that was <laughs> Doug Peterson. So uh, you know, we 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 did buy into the Jags. I think the both of us. But yeah, sometimes it's a swing and a miss, isn't it? Was it was a swing and a miss. I was at mine. Well, mine was much more boring. And obviously, I mean, I came back. I came back to my notes and I noticed that. Um, I'd forgotten I'd done two picks for every award where I'd yeah. done sort of like a like an obvious one and a and a more more of a reaching one. And my obvious pick was Mahomes and you know, he's on his way to a Super he was a, Bowl. He, he was wasn't a, was he an MVP finalist? No, he was I, I don't think he was, no. Yeah, just missed out. Um and I think it's probably deserving that he wasn't, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. There were definitely better players than him. Uh but you know, he's made the Super Bowl anyway, which I'm sure is fine with him. Mm-hmm. Uh but my other pick was Lamar. And I, hey. I, I and I'm a little bit I mean, because I remember, so I, I was listening to the episode earlier and I specifically said, I want to say that my MVP pick is Lamar, but I don't want to be called out for but being a homer. homer pick paid <laughs> off, but it really did. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. But, you know. I mean, he's even, we should say this. We're recording this before the NFL Awards on. Yeah. When is it? Saturday night? Thursday. Is it right? Thursday? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, we are, <laughs> we don't know who's actually won the, the awards yet. Yeah. But it's pretty we can obvious. assume yeah, yeah i mean we can yeah he's currently favorite isn't he um yeah. obviously you know the, some some of the mvp finalists you know it's been quite a close one this year i think lamar did pull away with it i think the last few weeks with <laughs> the games against the dolphins and the, the, and the niners the yeah. yeah it's they they were the like yeah i'm air quoting here mvp moments yeah exactly um and yeah so i mean i think we can assume that it will be his second mvp but um yeah Oh, hey, we've got one right. We've got one great. right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lamar deserves it. It's, it's quite obvious the way he's played. Uh, like you said, how close this MVP race has been, when you look at the five finalists, you kind of go, any one of them in that point in the season could have won it. Yeah. Whereas in previous seasons, it's been kind of like two guys, you know, uh, or... Just for, a runaway. For, or, yeah, Lamar's a runaway yeah, season. Yeah, or even like Rogers, the lot, like we, I think it was Rogers' second one. He had the yeah. two in a row, and the mm-hmm. second one was the one where no one was even no close, close to him. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes' first one, there's been a lot of seasons where the MVP has just been so far and away from everyone else. So it's quite nice that this one's been a little bit close to call. So you went for two picks in that. Yeah. And that's where I then hopped on the train of doing two picks. So for my Offensive Player of the Year, my rogue one was Armand Ross St. Brown. It was, which 
you know, you know what? He Pro was, Bowl All Pro. Yeah, he wasn't close bad. to Offensive Player of the Year, to be honest, but. He had, he had a, ve- a very, had a very good year. season, yeah. It was, what, 1,400 yards, however many touchdowns. He had a very good season. It's one of those seasons where you just wish there was some sort of extra award that he could have been given for exactly. it. Because um, we, we talked about, when we when we looked at um, Pro Bowls, obviously I, I we posted a TikTok a while back about who we thought was snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Yeah. And there were so many wide receivers that didn't make it that just had incredible mm-hmm. Pro Bowl level years, but there's just not enough spaces for them. Uh, and Amon Ra was one of those guys where you want to get him on the list for Offensive Player of the Year, yeah. but it's just, the guys too, ahead of him are just talent. too good. Exactly. Yeah. And then my actual, well, I tell you, Amon Ra was my actual one, but because that's the one that I have written down. I don't have my second one written down because I said it on the fly in the episode. Yeah. But it was Jamar Chase. Was. <laughs> that was the worst pick. I say that was my second worst pick. I mean, third worst pick on this list. I've not to any fault of embarrassing. Not to any fault of Chase, though, was it? I no, mean, I mean, Jake Browning coming in, Burrow not yeah. being totally healthy. He had, I mean, was, he had one big game. The Cardinals game, yeah, the wasn't Cardinals it? Game yeah. where he went off, but yeah, he didn't. He didn't come out firing, and I think no. that it's always going to be hard to come over that. So yeah, swing and a miss again. Yours, however. Yeah, well, I again, my 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 first choice was Justin Jefferson, but my second choice was CMC. Yeah. So um, two for two. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I, I I was, as you'll know, clowned recently because when you make multiple guesses, you're more likely to be right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows exactly who he is. He said that, but um, you know, I I think I I we we said at the start of the season, CMC was going to be a focal point of that offense. Yeah. Um, and we knew what he could produce, and it wasn't quite. I thought it was going to be a like a ton of receiving output, but it was actually the rushing where he just he was just miles and miles ahead of he him, was, wasn't yeah. it? He's running the ball incredible, all those all the touchdowns he was getting as well. And yeah, I think a bit like Lamar, he's far and away gonna be the offensive player of the year this year. Defensive player of the year? I've only got one of mine written down. I don't know who I put for my second one, but my one pick was Miles Garrett. Now he had a slower finish to the season, but he started off so strong that I kind of think that pushed him away. I don't know who's actually the favorite for that is it miles garrett or TJ i was Watt? gonna say i'm just looking at it now because i didn't know either and it is actually miles garrett apparently yeah. i think this one is this year is very close yeah uh and i did say in the first episode miles garrett needs one yeah like, you did. he needs that for his legacy he's been one of the best defensive players in the league for so long it's about time he won a defensive player of the year uh and this year it does look like he's finally going to get it he has been so consistent i mean everyone says oh he's past what's it past rush win rate is just so high yeah but he never gets a sack i mean you look at the amount of plays, he is so close to getting a sack because he brushes off the tackle and then there's another guy there to block him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's very unlucky in that case, but he's such a force to be reckoned with for that Browns team. I mean, that, that whole offensive line is, that uh, whole defensive line is molded around him. You look at yeah. the weapons they've added to that just to make uh, Miles Garrett have m- more frequent one-on-one matchups. It's quite impressive. Yeah. Um, uh, so I've got here um, the odds from DraftKings Sportsbook. They got Garrett at number one, Micah Parsons at number two, and then my guy okay. who I picked at number three, who was TJ Watt. I'm surprised that Micah Parsons is over TJ Watt. Yeah. I thought it'd be the other way around. I I feel like sometimes I feel like Micah Parsons gets valued higher than he is because of he's got like an aura. You yeah. know what I mean? He's got a defensive aura. I feel like he he, he doesn't seem to he's not much of a stat stuff for like the, some of the other guys, but it's just his defensive presence and what yeah. he what how he affects an offense just really makes I feel like he difference. had a very similar start to the season to Miles Garrett you know yeah, they, they had the shout against the Jets they they started off so well we were saying that you know Dan Quinn has created this unbelievable defense but 
it gets overshadowed by how they performed in the playoffs. Yeah. Putting up, what was it, 48 points to the Packers? Something like yeah. that. It was 40-something. Um, and I, th- I feel like that just kind of diminished his run for this award. It, he will he will get one in his career. I think we can all agree with that. But It also just says a lot, though, about... Because I think saying that, and you you touched on it, Miles Garrett, his decline towards the end of the yeah. season. I mean, I, I thought... Uh, again, you know, he's a guy who's getting double teamed like every play. It's going to be hard for him to actually get sacks. Um, but I feel like he was doing nothing those last few weeks. And especially when it came to the playoff game against the Texans, he had like, was it like one tackle in the yeah. entire game or something like it that? Was, it all stemmed from the, the injury that he picked up in the Broncos game. It yeah. was to, to his hand. And you could see even in that game, he, I, I, people say it was the altitude that was affecting him. But you could just see he... I mean, he didn't win one pass rush that whole game. That's the only game that he didn't win one pass rush. Wow. Which is, uh, it does. It is the injury that caused that. You don't want to hype up no. Garrett Bowles, no? God, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's plenty better left tackles in the league than Garrett Bowles. I can assure you of that. I wouldn't even put him top 50. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, yeah. I think it does stem from that, you know, the amount of sacks that he got at the start of the season compared to what he got at the end of the season. It kind of puts a damper on the award. You know, he hasn't yeah. had that unbelievable Aaron Donald, JJ Watt type of year, um, but he's still been unbelievable. Next, we can move on to Offensive Rookie of the Year, which uh, I've actually been looking forward to us <laughs> returning to. For one particular reason, uh, I've got a nice quote here from you oh, from God. the episode one. I'm dreading this. Um, so we're talking about Offensive Rookie of the Year. You made the the point, which you were you were very much right about. You made the point that it's been the last two years have been won by wide receivers. Uh, your prediction was Zay Flowers, obviously, who had a great year. It wasn't bad. Um, it yeah. wasn't a bad prediction at all. He, he's I don't think he's close enough to the award, but um, I'm you know he needs to, he needs some respect. He did a he had a good season. Um, <laughs> one of the things you did say. Um, Basically, you talked about uh, the quarterbacks needing a winning record in order to be recognised for this award. So you oh, made the God. point that Kyler Murray was. Uh, you made the point that he was sat at the uh, 500 record mark, uh, and you said, and I quote, "I don't see any of the three getting to eight and eight, and I definitely don't see C.J. Stroud doing oh, it." Oh my God! <laughs> I look like a right like. <laughs> yeah, oh, hand I up accountability it. on that one. Hand but, up accountability. Honestly, because like. I, I wouldn't have necessarily disagreed with you at the start of the year. I think we all thought the Texans weren't going to do anything this year. And and I was listening to the episode and I had to I had to pause it and just to give giggle. myself a time to laugh He's come about with receipts. It. Could you believe yeah. that? <laughs> when when looking at it, I, I kind of thought, well, the their weapons on offense aren't great. You know, Damian Pierce isn't wasn't the best running back. He obviously had a very good season, but you know, I watched him a lot in Florida and he wasn't fantastic. Um receiver wise, I didn't think Nico Collins was gonna come nope, out and be the neither. best receiver in the league. Tank uh, Dell. Tank I mean, Dell. obviously, I, I remember I watched Tank Dell a lot in preseason because he was one of those, oh, get him in the last round of your fantasy drafts. And I was looking at it and like they say that every year. Yeah. I was like, I'll keep an eye on him, but I won't need to, you know, make a move to go get him. And then next, you know, this guy was putting up numbers. And, you know, we, I think Dalton Schultz, you know, he, would, he had a respectable yeah. year. It wasn't, it wasn't outstanding. Yeah, but that's a guy that did didn't, enough. didn't light up the field when he yeah. played in Dallas, you know, he's just come out and and put up very very good numbers in Houston give Devin Singletary his flowers as well he yeah was and just another numbers. guy that was a signing that we we were quite skeptical yeah, over and he turned out to be a fantastic running back for the for the Texans and I think obviously it goes all the way back to the coaching and then in respect to the winning record uh obviously their defense has played phenomenal uh and they've just they've 
outshine the other teams in its, in their division. And I, I, I just think, you know, I, I, I don't have any problem with us going back and saying that when we said it, but it's just funny because... I feel like my face is very red right now. <laughs> <laughs> we were very wrong. Yeah, well, very, I was very you wrong. Were right. <laughs> Who did you go for? Who did I go for Rookie of the Year? Yeah. Um, I said Bijan. Uh, yeah. And I made a point on Anthony Richardson as well. So I think I I, I said um, I remember I said my favorite of the three QBs was Richardson. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's interesting because I said uh, he has a shot due to his easy division, which means that I completely discredit CJ Stroud CJ despite Stroud, yeah. being in the same <laughs> division. I, I I mean my favorite out of the three was always uh, Anthony Richardson, mainly yeah. because I am a Florida fan. Yeah, yeah. So watching him, I found him electric, and I was gutted when he got injured. Um, but I. He's he's the only. I saw a stat today. It's like him, Cam Newton, and two other quarterbacks. I can't remember are the only players to have put up sixty plus fantasy points in their first three starts in the NFL. Wow. So it shows how good he was to start yeah. off. Oh, I I remember. I drafted yeah. him and I lost him. <laughs> yeah, and I am in pain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, Bryce Young I nailed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you what, fun. and that was funny. Is uh, I can't remember the exact thing we said about it, but we were both talking about how. The Panthers. Oh, that that was it. We said. Uh, we said the. Well, I say we. I'm sorry to put this put this on you, you again. Put it on me again. Oh my god. <laughs> you made the point that the Panthers would do the double over the box quite easily. Did I really? Yeah. And I tell you what, that's one thing I was going to mention later, but we may as well mention it oh, now. They got what? There I was, was a whole lot of wins. Was well, it was the Texans and the Falcons, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, I was okay. going to say I was going to mention it later when we talk about the NFC South, but I'll say it now. There was a whole lot of Tampa Bay slander in that first episode. Yeah. So I think we can sit here now and say, Tampa Bay yeah. fans, we are sorry for not believing in your team. Uh, I'm never <laughs> doubting Baker ever again. Never <laughs> again. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, Zay Flowers was all right. Yeah, it, it? it was a good pick. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he had a good season. If only it got us to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Sorry, never mind. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd fully back the Zay Flowers show. <laughs> well, I I did a, I, in the episode. I obviously backed it, but um, yeah, I think I went I went with Bijan just because, yeah. you know, if if Arthur Smith had used him properly, maybe he would have got it. But uh, you know, he didn't quite get the uh, stats to. I like what the award. new head coach came out and said. He was like, yes. what what drew you to the Falcons?" He was like, "Drake London and Bijan Robinson, <laughs> fantasy owners." punching the yeah, air I'm, out there I'm, I'm excited for yeah, him to next yeah. season defensive rookie of the year my one is abysmal my my the one that I have written down I put I remember saying two yeah uh, well, one of them was Will Anderson I was gonna say Will I Anderson think he's like he was second. a finalist wasn't he yeah I think yeah. he'll come second in it who's who's actually favorite for this because I, I I've seen so many people saying like the Rams linebacker should have won it I think uh he was up there with being like the number one I actually don't know who's Oh, is it it's really Jalen Carter, Carter? I think. Yeah, oh, I don't think he deserves it. Yeah, based on this one I'm looking at now, it's saying Jalen Carter is the current. He uh, hasn't even started most of the games. Yeah, that's I mean a weird, that's a weird one. Yeah, but it, it, the thing is, is that he, as defensive tackle, he just gets rotated a bunch, he, doesn't exactly. he? Exactly. So he's fresh every play that he comes yeah. in, and it's, it, like he is effective. His pass rush win, win rate is 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 very strong, and he's brilliant in the run game as well. Um, but my other one was Emmanuel Forbes, <laughs> a oh, man that it? got cut. Oh, oh this is the Washington uh, guy, yeah, isn't it? He got I dropped to... after giving up 175 yards. <laughs> I was going to say, I had to, I had to think about it then, trying to trying to remember who Emmanuel yeah. Forbes was. Yeah, I, I fully went in on the uh, his senior ball performance. Uh, I, I thought he was going to be this next, you know, like like what Christian Gonzalez started off like. He yeah. was going to be this fantastic undersized uh, quarterback that was going to be electric just jumping higher than any receiver could but no he got absolutely mossed by AJ Brown twice yeah he did yeah yeah <laughs> no. your one? uh mine was Jalen Carter nice. um 
I made the point that Hargrave is gone and um, I, I think because I was flipping between Carter and Anderson and yeah. I went with Carter because Philly were going to play games with the lead um, and it's just going to mean it's just going to get to pass rush a bunch. So um, that's three right for you and one for me. <laughs> I guess that's what happens when one of us plays safe and, <laughs> and just picks the easy ones. I'll tell you what, next year I'm going to go a bit more crazy, I promise. Well, my, uh, my comeback player of the year was a safe one. Yeah, well, I think we both said. We both for this yeah, one. we both said Demar Hamlin, didn't we? I mean, it's obvious he's going to win it. Yeah, like, people can say, or you know, everything that he's been saying. You know, oh, you know, he hasn't. He's got one tackle or whatever it is. Has he even got a tackle? I don't I think he know. has like four tackles. Uh, yeah, year, exactly. But you've got to remember, this man died on the field. Yeah, he kind of, you know. <laughs> He deserves it, it at this it, point. It, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you you want to think from a p- competitive standpoint. You want, I think, it's 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 a shame because any other year, Baker's getting that award. I think, or Flacco. I I personally would give it to Baker. I agree, I'd give it to Baker. But um, yeah, Demar Hamlin, despite how little his involvement might be with the team, you know, at least the guys. It's incredible he's even playing, isn't it? Yeah, so course, yeah. you you know, I guess uh, I guess that's that's the kind of thing that wins you comeback player of the year. And I, I, I really enjoyed I don't know if you saw Joe Flacco's opinion on it, where uh, he said, I just came back from being old and getting off the so get getting off the couch, he said. So um That's awesome. You know, he was like I hadn't been on the team for months, that's all I came back from. Yeah. And he so he was fully backing Demar Hamlin to win it, which is quite nice. And uh Absolutely. Yeah, I I, I, I it doesn't surprise me that he's still on favourite for it. Coach of the year. Uh, mine was also again <laughs> abysmal. My guy was very close to getting sacked this year. I went for Dennis yeah. Allen of the Saints. Uh, I purely went off uh, the Saints' uh, strength of schedule. They had the easiest schedule in the whole of the league, and they did they even get a winning record? <laughs> uh, yeah, they were five hundred, uh, just fi- over five hundred, weren't so they? So they're nine and eight. Nine and eight. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Well, at least they got a winning record. <laughs> That's one win I can take from it. Yeah, I, I really thought that the Saints would come out. You know, they had so many easy games. Uh, we spoke at, about how bad that division is and how they should have capitalised on, on the wins there. Um, but, I mean, I, I st- you can see the reason that he was so close to getting sacked is because of how easy that schedule was. And now they're, next season, I think they have one of the harder schedules. So Yeah, that's it, tough. You know, it's changed completely for them already. And to be fair to the Saints, you know, they are only one game off the playoffs, weren't they? They, yeah. they were... The Saints and Bucks were both nine and eight, so um, they were close to getting into the playoffs. And you know they would have had the Eagles, which they might have been able to push themselves into the next round. So you know, I, I, I don't know. It, uh, I, I think overall, I don't want to say it was a bad prediction because you were in, you had all the I, right I, reasons gonna, for I'm gonna it. I'm going to call it bad just because of how close he was to getting fired. I, there was literally a post about him getting That's fired. True. Like it was breaking. Dennis Allen has been fired, and then someone had to correct it because yeah, he yeah. hadn't been fired. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I suppose that's true. Um, mine one was Doug Peterson, like I mentioned earlier, yeah. um, which again, not <laughs> not one of our best, <laughs> not, not one of our best predictions. Uh, we already, well, I mean, we've talked about it already. Our how we looked at the Jags, and we really thought the Jags were going to produce this year, and they haven't. But um, you know. Never mind. It kind of kind of puts into perspective how hard this all is to predict at the start of the year. And if oh, yeah. people like you see some people putting bets and they they put a dollar on and they nail these picks at the yeah. start of the year, you think it's absolutely crazy, and you can see why the returns are like six figures. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. mental. Who do you think is going to win it? Then we've obviously got Stefanski from the Browns, D'Amico Ryan's, Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh, and Kyle Shanahan. I really think it should be Kevin Stefanski, and I don't think anyone 
should be in the conversation with what he's had to go through this season playing. He actually played five different quarterbacks yeah. this year and still made the playoffs. He is the odds-on favorite for it. Um, personally, I think I'd love D'Amico Ryan's to win it. Yeah. I think I think he did he did more, like as in his team did more. But it was more of an improvement yeah. in that team. Yeah. But Stefanski, like you said, the injury list the Browns had and the way he was able to overcome that and still get them into the playoffs. Um, you know, they went one and done, but I, the, I what think they did w- in the regular yeah, season. Yeah, at one point they had like 20 players on IR, yeah. which is And And it wasn't even like backups, was it? It was starters. Yeah. It was Deshaun Watson, Jack Conklin, Nick Chubb, you know, the, these guys that were pivotal parts of their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, the fact that they managed with that way and did such a good job, especially they're in the AFC North as well. It's not easy. Tough division um, to make the playoffs even then. Obviously, they had luck with... You know the Steelers' uh, offensive in, uh, offensive issues, and then Joe Burrow's injury. But still, to to play five quarterbacks and get the, the fifth seed as yeah, well. The only team to ever play five quarterbacks and make the playoffs. I don't think that'll ever be repeated. So yeah, kind of crazy. Wouldn't surprise me. Let's dive into our AFC predictions for this season. Uh, we'll start off with our division winners, and we'll start off with the AFC North. I went for the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Which you were unlucky with, I think, given the yeah. injuries. I mean, jo- yeah, Joe Burrow's injury obviously was uh, a major flaw in, in their playoff push, uh, but the Ravens just ran away with it. Didn't yeah. They? Yeah. And I obviously picked the Ravens because when have I ever not picked my <laughs> own team to win something? Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I was always going to pick the Ravens and... I, there was a little part of me that wanted to pick the Bengals because at the start of the year, that's where the majority of people were going. Everyone was saying Bengals. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I didn't want to... I couldn't pick against my team like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> at least it worked out for me. And then AFC East? We both went Bills. Both went Bills. Nailed that one. Yeah. That's one we did get right with one of the best comebacks in that last six weeks. Of course, they, yeah. Where they came back and took it away from the Dolphins, which is so impressive. We did both mention a playoff team from the East as well, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> from New York. Uh, that that one's pure unlucky. Yeah, Literally yeah. Fourth snap fourth of the, snap. the season. Yeah, and it was done for. Yeah, obviously the Jets didn't <laughs> didn't have the season they were expecting with the the signing of Aaron Rodgers yeah. this season. It was interesting listening to us talk about the Dolphins, though. We both said that we didn't believe the Dolphins were a playoff team, and uh, we were both very low on them. Which you know, in the regular season, they did. They did a good job they started in started so of games. strong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they but they had a massive fall off towards the end. Of yeah, the yeah. And I think their struggle to win games against winning teams mm-hmm. was what was their undoing. They didn't beat a single winning team. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mind blowing. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. AFC South. Uh, we both went Jags, didn't we? we? Both went Jags. Yeah, and and, and they bottled it. Yeah, yeah, they did. And it's funny because we we both said they were going to run away with it. Yeah. We said. We said that it was, what, two rookie quarterbacks and Ryan Tannehill and they weren't getting close to it. Uh, we were right about the Titans, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Texans and Colts, they really came out of nowhere. Texans specifically, they did a great job. It's a huge miss from the Jags, that is. When you oh, when you yeah. say it like that, two rookie quarterbacks and the Titans, Yeah. how the hell they didn't win that is, is mental. Yeah, I think the Dolphins' crumble was bad, but I think the Jags was almost worse in some respects, to be honest. And then AFC West... Do we both go Chiefs? We did indeed, yeah. Did both go Chiefs. And then I went, my wildcard teams were 
the Ravens, but they made the playoffs just as a division winner. And then I went Chargers and Jets. So yeah, missed on both. Because I did Bengals as, as the wild, wild card. card, and then Jets and Chargers as wild oh, card we as both well. The same. Yeah. Okay. So um, again, Chargers they've they've been pipped to have this unbelievable roster. We're waiting for it yeah. to happen, aren't we? At this point, maybe next year with Jim Harbaugh, it'll finally and all I've, get put I, together. I watched like a, a video on how Jim Harbaugh changed the Niners, and now I'm really excited for the Chargers next season. I think they're going to come out absolutely flying, and yeah. you know. He's taken the mediocre six and ten team with the 49ers and Alex Smith lost where where he lost the first four games of this that season and he flipped it around to a thirteen and three season with just him signing. I was like, Oh my god. You yeah. know, Jim Harbaugh's really gonna change the, the charges for good here. Could happen. It could happen. NFC time, NFC North to start off. I went with the Detroit Lions. As did I. Sam went with the Detroit Lions. It's quite nice to to back a team that were, you know, they were obviously trending upwards, but yeah. we weren't quite sure whether they'd be for real yet. And I remember being very close to picking the uh, picking the Vikings to win that division. But yeah, the Lions, you know, they, they came out strong. And uh, it's a shame they almost had the Super Bowl as well. Almost did. Almost did. And then NFC East went with the Eagles. I also went with the Eagles, yeah. Yes. That one, again, end of season crumble. What were they, 10-1 and one at 10 one and point? 1, yeah. That's crazy. And still, to not win the division at 10-1. and one. Was it ten and one or eleven and one? It actually? might be eleven and one. Yeah, they they had a that's big an time crumble. crumble. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. like the the Steelers it uh, was, with Big Ben. Yeah, they exactly. Were, they were eleven and one. I'm pretty well. sure it was eleven and one, wasn't it? Because they lost six straight to yeah. finish the year. Wild. NFC South. I went Saints. I also went Saints, yeah. and I think, like I mentioned earlier, I bought we, into the hype. We, well, we both we both said the Saints were going to be very good. I think, and it's funny how we both just completely dismissed the Bucks. <laughs> in fact, I don't know if we said it in the episode, but I'm pretty sure we talked about the fact that we just both believed that the Bucks would be last in the division. Yeah, and uh, you know they surprised everyone this year. Ba- Baker obviously was the ringleader oh, of that, yeah. but, and, and um, Mike Evans as well being that oh, contract yeah. year. Uh, in the uh, FDT Hall of Fame. <laughs> he is indeed, yeah. I mean, there's so many players on the Bucks we could talk about. I mean, Rashad White, he sort of stepped up. Yeah. And, I know he was what. averaging like 70 yards a game. Yeah, Cade Otten, I think he didn't go crazy, but he did enough to win the team games. He made yeah. some big catches here and there. And then you look on the defense, the playmakers, I mean, Antoine Winfield with his first All-Pro year, he had an incredible season. And that linebacker core is always... Yeah. Uh, and Vita Vea, who doesn't get respect, he oh, is yeah. an unbelievable defensive tackle. He is indeed, yeah. Uh Right, you've slandered me enough today. <laughs> yep. My turn to I slander this you. Coming. NFC West. <laughs> what? Who'd you go for? I said the 49ers. Didn't oh, I? Did you? Did I? Did oh, you? no. Hold on. No, I said Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I went with the 49ers. I'm not sure what I was thinking. Well, you I did mean, say you were going to go different. Well, it's funny because one, one of the notes I've put about the Seahawks, I said 9 and 8 versus 13 and 4 last year. Mm-hmm. I don't have a clue what I meant by that. If I'm to be, if I'm completely honest, there was, I'm sure there was some logic there. Um, I obviously had a lot more belief in was Geno Smith went, than did, I needed did to. Did they go nine and eight the year before they went thirteen and four? I think it might have been. So you might have said they're going to yeah, go bad, they, bad. Yeah, they were going to they were going to ramp it up even more. I, I don't know. They you know the Seahawks are a team that have bright spots all over their roster. Yeah. But um, I think the consistency was the issue. They had games. Uh, you know, let's not forget the. Um, yeah, week two they beat the Lions. You know the Lions came off the the big win over the Chiefs, and we expected the Seahawks to get steamrolled. And they had a huge bounce back game against Detroit. So, you know they were very up and down throughout the year. They obviously had the game where they got absolutely smacked by the Ravens, and and we that was a kind of a point where we're like, okay, they're not a real team. But 
you know, I I, I, I look forward to next year. If I'm yeah. a Seattle fan, I absolutely can't wait to see Mike McDonald, what he's going to do with that team. You know, I'm I'm in severe pain thinking about losing that man. He's, he's an incredible defensive coordinator and he's going to, you know, now the youngest head coach in the league. I, I look forward to I'll, that's That's my NFC team next mm-hmm. year, Seattle. Can't wait to see what they're going to do. I really think that they will draft a quarterback this year, Seattle. Yeah. And I think they'll have a young guy develop either just behind G- Gino for one year and then put him in. I think JJ McCarthy is a great guy for them to have. Yeah. You know, they they can let him fall in the draft. They can pick him up late on. I don't know. They've probably got like the 18th pick or something like that. So if they can either trade back, get him there, or even trade up and get a guy like Bo Nix to, to come in straight away and play, I think that would be uh, brilliant for, for the Seahawks in, in, in that situation. Yeah, I think they're probably in the position where they can draft a guy sit him for maybe you know half season tops while he just you know get him get him prepared basically yeah. uh the same you know we talked about jordan love obviously he got a few years to do it but you know just giving a guy maybe half a season just a few weeks or so get him ready uh and then let him take the starting job from gino but um we probably should talk about the niners who obviously did win the nfc west and are now in the super bowl they've been dominant all year mm-hmm. um at least I got one pick right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and one that I got very wrong. I had a, I had them as the uh, not even the first wild card spot, the second wild card spot below wow. the Cowboys. So, yeah, I I uh, I wish I could go back and ask myself what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, I found out today that the Niners were favourite in every single game they played this season yeah. by the books, which is uh, they're one of the first teams ever to do that. And yeah, yeah. You can see with obviously we've spoken about the talent that team has. Uh, what they're able to do on offense, you know, Shanahan's got them playing so well. They're they're going to make this a, a very exciting Super Bowl with what they're able to do with McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. You know, they've got so many weapons, uh, and they've just been able to do that all year, and that's why they've, they've they claim the number one seed in the NFC. And you just have to think, you know, this is the year they have to win it with that roster. I, I said this last week. Yeah. You know, uh, this is it's time, it, and if not. I don't think it's the team that comes under the spotlight. It's Shanahan that comes yeah, under the yeah. spotlight. You know, he had the chance when uh, he was with Atlanta. They couldn't see out the victory there against New England. Um, he had the the opportunity against Kansas City the first time. Couldn't quite get it done there. Uh, and then NFC title game against the Rams. Had an opportunity to win it at the end there. Couldn't get that done. So, come on, fourth time's a charm. It's It's about time you win one. Wildcard teams, who did you go for? <laughs> Apart from the Niners? <laughs> well, not just the Niners and the Cowboys, but here comes another big swing and a miss from your boy. New York Giants. Oh, I put the New York Giants as the seventh seed. And uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's quite clear. You made the point, actually. Um, I think uh, after the first few weeks, you made the point to me that the Giants big time over overachieved last year. Yeah. Um, and they weren't going to repeat that. And you're absolutely right. Yeah, they they just that I I was very high on the fact that you know they they they'd shown their potential last year, and I think it's easier to develop on that than to lose all that. And unfortunately, you know, even with the pieces they added, I mean, Darren Waller he was very disappointing. Um, Daniel Jones just got his contract and he looked lost the first few mm-hmm. uh, first few yeah. um, games, didn't he? It was and, bad. And the defense was just you know wasn't stopping anything well, they didn't score a point until the sixth quarter that's of the right game. yeah oh, of yeah. the season sorry yeah yeah it was uh it was a very tough start to the season for the giants and it wasn't great overall for them but you know at least they got to see um tommy devito play a few <laughs> play a few good games you know at least there's some bright spots for there him. was who else did you go for uh, Ca- cowboys niners giants i also went cowboys uh they were the only one of my wildcard teams to make it i went for the seahawks 
Uh, and then I also went for the Vikings. Uh, yeah. Vikings one's a bit painful injury. They started off so poorly, but then they got rallying. Yeah, and and the the thing that's really unfortunate is that they were they started poorly because the defense started poorly, yeah. right? We talked a lot about Kirk Cousins being the MVP with the uh, remember the numbers he was putting up yeah. over the first few weeks, um, and you know it's just a shame because he had his injury and that sort of coincided with the defense really starting to find their momentum. You know uh, they got things clicking. And uh, it's a shame because if those, if the offense and the defense had come together at the right, at the same time, you know that definitely could have been a playoff team. But um, they're just quite unlucky in that respect. Yeah, the the change was like you said on defense, but the way they were able to disguise basically every defensive play, it's it's why they got the win over the Niners. Yeah, uh, they they just did so well of of bluff blitzing almost. Well, they did that. They they lined up with seven guys on the line multiple times. Just uh, and then you just see some r- random guys run backwards, yeah. and you, it was so hard just to predict which one of them was going to go, and that's why they were they were able to come up clutch in in so many of them fourth quarter games. You, we took we spoke about it well last season. The 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 Vikings were they were one possession team, and they were again this season. Uh, at the start of the season, obviously they were on the losing side, and then when they started to change that uh, the defensive pattern, that's when you know the whole the whole motto changed. Uh, we look at the Niners game and how close that came towards the end. We look at the Broncos game, uh, where they were they were unlucky to 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 not get the win there. So they did so well in in turning that season around, and then injuries just killed them in the end. Yeah, I I think they didn't have a bad season overall, no. uh, even though they weren't a playoff team. You know, given the injuries they had to deal with and the QB turmoil uh, with you know Nick Mullins, Josh Dobbs, uh, Jaron Hall, right, the uh, the the rookie that came in. Yeah. Um. So you know. It was going to be a tough season for them. I, I I look forward to seeing what they can do next year, though. Right. One to watch time. This is going to be funny. I can't remember which ones I said, but I've got my notebook with all the ones that I wrote down. And there's some some really good ones and some comical ones on it. Well, I I still stand by mine. <laughs> I, I actually... I, Your one's not going to be a starting quarterback next year. <laughs> he might not even be in the league next year. <laughs> I mean, I my I said one one to watch was Desmond Ritter. And I stand by that, to be honest, because my whole reasoning was the idea that Atlanta had all the pieces on offense and they just needed a quarterback to help them execute. And he obviously wasn't the quarterback. Uh, Neither was Taylor Heineke. It was quite clear that they need a a change at QB there. But I think also the coaching played into it. The the coaching for Atlanta, like the offense, you know, the the play calling wasn't great. They weren't finding their guys. But um, I'm disappointed. I, I did think Desmond Ritter was going to do much better. I mean, I, I said some of the stats that he, uh, he he played, you know, the games he played in last year. Uh, he was, like, the Falcons were 2-2 two and two in that stretch. He averaged 177 passing yards. So, you know, passing the ball, he wasn't great. But the, the when you saw him in preseason, the, the way they were running that offense, there was a lot of open throws, a lot of, like, nice scheming, uh, like, screens to the running backs, the wide receivers, play action, stuff like that. Um so I, I I bought into it a little bit, and yeah, I, I unfortunately he he was one to avoid watching, really, wasn't he? Let's be honest. <laughs> Towards the end of the season, he definitely was. Yeah. Uh, well, mine I've I've just got loads of names that I wrote down in my notebook. Um, I, I I think the one that I spoke about the most was Christian Watson. I can't quite remember. 
Uh, but the ones that I have listed down are Christian Watson, Sam Laporta, DJ Moore, Derek Carr, and Sam Howell. So we'll go through them. Christian Watson was an absolute miss. Yeah. Uh, I think he's now the third receiver on that depth chart. The reserve. If that, to yeah, be honest. Exactly. Yeah, They've got so many weapons. Uh, they do seem to like to sub them a lot, don't they, the Packers guys? They yeah. like to switch it around. But yeah, I think... I think it's the wide receivers coach, Coach Rabel or something like that. And he's just done so well with, with what he's been able to yeah, do yeah. with that group. The, like you say, the way they're able to switch it around... The, the amount of second round picks they've spent on receivers and they've turned out to be elite guys uh, and also the, the tight ends as well they've, yeah. they've done a fanta- fantastic job of, of, of coming out and being really good weapons for Jordan Love so that one was definitely a miss yeah, <laughs> yeah 100%. Uh, Sam Laporta nailed nailed it yeah, that one was, yeah. Uh, he was my uh, fantasy hero this year he was I, I really like Sam Laporta he was one that I picked up late on in the draft uh, DJ Moore yeah, and it's a tough one. See, when I was listening to the episode earlier, we did talk a lot about DJ Moore, and one of the points you made was that it was about time he had one of those big, big seasons that set him apart as a wide receiver one, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what he did. Yeah, he had a great year, and and like I talked about earlier about the guys that were, because um, he didn't make the Pro Bowl, did no, he? No, he didn't. And and we we talked about the wide receivers that almost felt deserving of a Pro Bowl title because they were that good, but they just weren't as good as the guys ahead of them. Yeah, and he was just one of those guys. He had a great season, but he just didn't quite do yeah, you know many, enough good to NFC beat the weapons. others exactly uh Derek Carr complete miss yeah in my opinion. He, he, he was really poor he was pretty was, poor he was had some many, games there, didn't he? he did but there was too many times where like I remember games where he started off like 0-5 and I was yeah. he's put his team in in terrible situations and it's funny I was watching that uh podcast episode with Jemis Winston and it just makes me love James Winston. I'm going, yeah. I'd love him to start for the Saints next season. Because I, so I can't funny. hate him. He's so funny. He is so funny. Uh, and then FDT hero, Sam Howell. <laughs> How about it? Uh, I still love him. Uh, he's probably not going to be the start of their next season. Uh, it seems like it's going to be Drake May. Uh, but he was the most up and down player all season. Uh, until he... Did he finally get benched in the end? Or did they stick with him all the way? I, I can't I think, remember. Well, he definitely got benched for one game. I, I remember There was the one game, game that Brissett... Where came in Brissett, before, didn't Brissett he? came in, yeah. Sam Howell um, was terrible in the first half, threw two picks, and then Brissett came in and threw two touchdowns. So yeah, but it was just it's, it's a shame because there were point he was leading the league in passing it right at one point. Well, do you I remember think? the Eagles game when oh, like, when, God, I, course, when I said yeah. he's going to come out and throw three hundred yards, four touchdowns, and he, and he did. did. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that's the, my prediction of the yeah, year. Was that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I kind of hoped we'd get a bit more from him. I mean, I'm just looking at my some of my notes here, and I I made the point about how excited I was to see Sam Howell, yeah. and uh, yeah, a little bit disappointing that one. Any early ones to watch just from the draft that you might you might take from nec- next next year's, year's draft? Is there anyone next year's draft yeah. or just the entire league? I, I mean, really like uh, Romeo Dunze. I think he's going to yeah. be my or Roma Dunze is his name. Sorry, I got that wrong. He's I think he'll go top ten easily, uh, and he's going to be a, an impact receiver for whoever gets him. Mine's a bit basic, but I love seeing tight ends that get drafted high. Yeah, so, so give me Brock, Brock Bowers. Bowers. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. Want to see where he goes, and you know, can we, can we get a, a high drafted tight end that succeeds? Repay, yeah, <laughs> pays on that draft investment. That pretty much sums up pretty much all of the predictions we made from our very first episode. Uh, but there are a few more notes that I just want to I just want to fill up because I I, I I went back into the episode and I I made a little section in my notes called Funny Hindsight. Oh, here we go. Which uh, I've mentioned a few of. I said you're one about CJ Stroud. I said about the Bucks Lander. I've got two more that I feel like are just too funny that I have to I have to bring it up. The first one was how much we doubted the Niners quarterbacks and specifically Brock Purdy. A lot of it came from the elbow injury, which was fair. Because yeah, yeah, there was so much uh 
what's the word? There, there, was, were there was a threat unsure, at the start of the season. Uncertainty, yeah, wasn't there was there? uncertainty that he yeah. wasn't even going to play. Exactly. They, you know, they they signed Sa- uh, Sam Darnold to yeah. be that guy to come in. They tried to call Tom Brady. Yeah. So we yeah. weren't the only ones trying to exactly. Yeah, and I, and I think on the hype. and it, I don't think we were necessarily wrong to doubt that mm. uh, and doubt the Niners QB room. And we obviously both picked the Steelers to win in Week One. Um, but to be honest, you know, Purdy's coming through. He, he he was very close to having the MVP award. I yeah. think. Um, you know, he was a finalist and he's got the team in the Super Bowl. So, you know, we, we may be a little bit wrong on that. But Absolutely, we were. <laughs> we were right from where we were coming from. Okay, <laughs> we'll give ourselves a, like a moral victory. Uh, the other one is one where we can now poke fun at me. And it's actually me talking about, about the Ravens. Time. And it was during our buy and sell notes. And I said to sell the Ravens defense. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I said, I made the point that... Uh, we had no one to rush the pass. I said our cornerback depth was awful. And I said it was going to get carried by uh, PQ and Roquan. And and maybe I was right in that respect. Yeah, you know, right both, it, both of them uh, play, had incredible seasons. Um, but, you know, obviously the Ravens defense had the triple crown uh, leaders in sacks, takeaways, and points per game allowed. Wow. Number one defense. So, well, number one defense yeah, in the yeah, league. Yeah, multiple league. pros, obviously. Uh, what, Matabike, Roquan, and Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, and, and Stone. <laughs> this is what I mean. It's it's quite funny because, like I said, we had, I said we had no one to rush the pass. You know, Carl Van Noy had his best career year. Clowney yeah. had one of his best years in a while. Still not ten sacks though. No, still not ten sacks. <laughs> always going to Clowney over that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Madabike, obviously. Yeah, like you said, he came out of nowhere. Baby Aaron Donald, we were calling him. Um, and then you look at our cornerbacks. You know, Ronald Darby, a one-year deal. The guy stepped up. Uh, Arthur Morlet, another one-year deal, slot corner. He was incredible. Uh, Rocky Arsene, he, he, you know, he was he was average, but he did his job. Uh, and I thought Marlowe was very good. And you know, I can't talk enough about how well Carl Hamilton played. So it's just funny because you know, even as a Ravens fan, where we were joking that I was picking everything Ravens and backing the Ravens for everything, I said to sell the sell Ravens the defense. defense. And yeah, that's what got you this far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I think it all came down to Mike McDonald just making it all click. Right, let's talk about Super Bowl 58 matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's time for us to do our final prediction of the year. Sam, fire into it. Who are you going to go with? Break it down. I wish I'd spent more time getting myself a more definitive answer because I've, I've gone back <laughs> and forth and I'm back right and forth on with this. You. <laughs> it's really tough. Um, Niners are the favourites. What's mm-hmm. on favourites, I think? Two, point, two, two and a half point? Yeah. Um, again, favorite every single game this yeah, season. Yeah, they've they've done it. Um, I, I, everything is saying Niners to me. They, they everything about the Niners just you know, Chiefs have the better quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, but everything else is be- Niners. Pretty much everything except maybe tight end. But even then, it's very close. Yeah. I think Kittle's been incredible this year. Everything else is Niners, pretty much. Um, and I just, I we we talked last week. We did our sort of matchups we were looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the receiver matchups, the running back matchups, stuff like that. Um, and I, oh, I don't want to pick the Chiefs because I'm still salty about them beating us in the AFC Championship. <laughs> but I just have a feeling the Chiefs are going to do it. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I really am. I, th- there's there's a few stats that kind of uh, point out to me. Uh, the actual Niners defense has been so suspect in the last two games. They've given up the fourth most points ever uh, going into a Super Bowl. Wow. And that's that's quite scary. You know, they come up against, you know, a, a decent Packers offense and then also quite a, a high-powered uh, Detroit Lions offense. Um, but they're coming against one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. And with 
a run game that we haven't seen the Chiefs have since Jamal Charles. So yeah. it's going to be a completely... It's going to be one of them games where they're just going to... They're going to find. They're going to struggle to find ways to 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 stop Patrick Mahomes and what he's able to do, and and how they're he's able to put the team in good positions. And we're going to hear Tony Romo and Jim Nance overhype Patrick Mahomes all the way throughout this game. So it's it's going to be it's going to be very annoying <laughs> to listen to. Yeah, but they're going to be spot on with whatever they're going to say. Yeah, it it's tough because I I. I c- I can't stand repeat champions, if I'm honest. I know, uh, I completely agree. I, I, I love, my favourite thing about the NFL is how different it is every year. We get new teams up yeah. and coming. Um, and uh, the fact that we've got another dynasty on its way in the Chiefs, uh, I don't want a Patriots repeat. <laughs> and the, um, yeah, it, but I just, yeah, the way they've turned it on in this postseason, I, I think it's incredible. Like, yeah. if you'd, if, if the Niners Chiefs had played in week 10, I, I can't imagine anyone would have picked the Chiefs. No, God no. No, because the, the Chiefs at that point were having so many struggles and the Niners were on such a roll at that point. But it's almost like the, the tables have turned now. The, Absolutely. The, the, the way that the uh, the Chiefs have been playing these last few weeks. I, I think, I don't know, I, I think there's something for the Niners to spot in the way that the Ravens handled the Chiefs' offense in the second half. Mm-hmm. You know, we we really kept them in check, but then also you can you can say it was down to game script. The, the Chiefs had the lead; yeah, they didn't yeah. need to really push for points. Um, with with the way the Chiefs were able to manage the clock that game as yeah. well, that's obviously a big factor. I think it's going to be battle of the run games. We sp- we spoke last week about how the Chiefs had the twenty eighth ranked uh, run defense, uh, and you're coming against Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the league. You know that's going to be really tough. The Forty ers have a fantastic offensive line as well. Uh, I feel like. You know, George Karlaftis and Chris Jones are really going to struggle to 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 stop anything there. We spoke about how fast the the the, the Chiefs linebackers were last week as well. They'll obviously be a big factor. Um, but we've also got to impact both passing games. Um, look at the weapons both teams have. Obviously, the the Forty ers have far and away better receivers, uh, Debo and Kittle, compared to what Rishi Rice and who are you going to put as number two? Are we going to put Tony in there? Is he even going to yeah, play? Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's a big question mark, isn't yeah. it? We've obviously seen a lot of a lot of stuff from him. He's obviously back with the team, mm-hmm. but how many snaps he gets, I don't know. It, it's going to be the Rishi Rice show. I have to yeah, say. Yeah, I think you know Rishi Rice and uh, and Travis Kelsey are, are going to be the two big guys for for Patrick Mahomes. We've spoken about the, how strong the screen game was or has been for the Chiefs in this playoffs run. You know they were so effective against the Bills. That's how they were able to to score with. Uh, I think it was Rishi Rice. I'm just trying to remember. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how they've been able to to create that separation on offense. So. I said it last week, and I say it again. They will run that screen about six times in this game, whether that to be uh, whether that uh, is going to the running backs or or uh, tight end receivers, whoever. They're going to use that a lot to, to create separation with that defense. Um, as for Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes, you know these are two guys that have just been at it all season. Uh, Brock Purdy's just been that consistent guy, but Patrick Mahomes has has come alive in this in this stretch, and especially in the playoffs. Uh, so you can never write off Patrick Mahomes. So that, I think that's just the reason why I'm picking the Chiefs. I think there's a lot of, I don't, I don't want to say lack of belief, because I think people do believe in Brock Purdy, but I think it's, it, you know, you're, you're talking about a guy who, no matter how well he's played this year, mm-hmm. you know, there's always been questions against him. And Mahomes, he's been in the Super Bowl. He's won Super Bowls. He's lost Super Bowls. He's He's got all the experience he needs going into this game, whereas Purdy just doesn't. 
you know, outside of obviously the NFC Championship last year, which you can't really even count. I think this is really the one year he's played the big playoff games. He's played great in them. Yeah. Um, and he's just got to do it once more. And I, I think it's going to come down to how he can manage that pressure. This is it, it, this is going to sound stupid, but you've also got to take into external factors and what we've seen in these last couple of days on the media of how the 49ers are hating their practice at yeah. the moment. They hate the field they're on. They're on some university field, uh, whereas the Chiefs have this uh, the amazing Oakland, Ra- <laughs> Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders uh, new facility. Which is a joke, by the way. I, I th- I'm not a fan of that at all. Yeah, but these are all things you've got to factor in. And yeah. also, we've seen press conferences that have happened this week, you know, Carl Shanahan, there's been rumours that he's been drunk at these press conferences. <laughs> is he just trying to <laughs> just take away some of the stress with that? Yeah. Uh, Brock Purdy looks nervous as hell, people have been saying online. Um, so these are all things that you've got to take into account. Uh, and when they all add up, it points towards the Chiefs. Uh, I'd, I'd love for it to... All I want is a close Super Bowl, especially as a neutral. Yeah. I'm coming for, for me, this is like Arsenal to Tottenham in a, yeah, in, a, yeah. in a Champions League final. It's, it, that's my worst scenario. And I'm about to watch this in a Super Bowl. So uh, it was the same in 2019. It is the same again now. Uh, this is my least favourite <laughs> Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, I, I think I, I want the Niners to win. But I think my, for like my prediction, I'm going with the Chiefs. I, I, I stand in the exact same boat. I am yeah. fully wanting the, the 49ers to win. But my, my head just says the Chiefs are going to win it. Yeah. Right, we've got one more prediction, or a few more predictions to do. We have to do these. This is the most important part of the Super Bowl. It is the Super Bowl novelty predictions. Uh, we are going to predict everything that's listed here. So, coin toss. Sam, is it going to be heads or tails? Tails never fails. Tails never tails. fails. I'll go, I'll go heads. Let's be different. Who is going to win the coin toss? The 49ers I... are the traveling team. They're the away team. So, are they, they, they okay. get cool. I think it will be the Chiefs then. You're going to go with the Chiefs to win? I'm also going to go with the Chiefs to win. Uh, Gatorade color, blue. I'm gonna go with clear slash water, which is the uh, odds on least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, length of the national anthem, uh, from Reba McIntyre, uh, is known for doing very, very short national anthems. Uh, one minute 31 is the line set. Is it gonna be uh, more or less than that? I'm gonna take the over because they always drag it, even though they say she's gonna be shorter. It's gonna be it's gonna be longer, isn't it? It's gonna get dragged out. I think she's gonna go short. I think it's gonna be she's gonna set the record for the shortest ever you national think? anthem yeah. at Super Bowl. So I'm gonna go with that. Uh, and then national anthem special. Who is gonna be shown first uh, while the national anthem's going on? Is it Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy, Andy Reid, or Carl Shanahan? <sighs> Surely it's Mahomes. I, uh, it's definitely it one of the quarterbacks. I, I, I think it's gonna be Mahomes. I think it's either Mahomes or Andy Reid. To be honest, you think but they're I, go I, to a Chiefs I yeah, but. I think, I, I think it has to be Mahomes, surely. I, I think it'll be a side-by-side of both, <laughs> of both quarterbacks. I really oh, do. I feel like Travis Kelsey could be on that list yet as well, you know. It wouldn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, true. He's obviously, the, And then the I think the next figure. the next uh, outside bet is Taylor Swift, if she's the first person to get She'll make it there. Because she's she's performing in Japan, isn't she? Or Tokyo. Oh, is she? Okay. And then it's a... Because oh, there's always the... It's 13-hour flight to get over. All yeah, these 13s going up. Yeah, so I think she'll make it uh, and she'll be shown during the National Anthem. <laughs> Definitely definitely all right that wraps it up for this week's episode of four down territory make sure you're following us all on uh spotify apple music apple podcast whatever it's called um twitter instagram tiktok you name it we've got it uh this is well next week's going to be the the last yeah, this is game the, roundup this is the penultimate episode it, isn't it we're going it into last 
Last week, next week. Oh, I, but we're I, not going to stop. That's no, the main thing. Yeah. We're not going to stop. We've got all the free agency to round up. We've got predictions for next season. We've got the draft to come. Some very We've special episodes coming up this yeah, off-season. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Some very good stuff lined up. Lots to look forward to. But on to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. See you in the next one. <laughs>